for the Dad Bod Rap Pop with your hosts, Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap pod, 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 pod. Podcasting live from San Jose, California It is the dad bod rap pod My name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem One I am joined by Professor Spliff Mr. David Ma, what's going on, man? <laughs> oh, man, really good to see you guys. I think last time we saw each other, we were drenched in sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hot. Yeah. It, it was hot. And I think of the three of us, I somehow fared the worst. But that's okay. <laughs> um, my, my other co-host here, uh, Nate LeBlanc, um, you seem to kind of be taking it in stride, the, the oppressive heat of Hyro Day. I think of all three of us. I think, uh, I, I try to not, okay, this is my thing. I've been working on this since I was in college. If I chose to be somewhere and I knew it was going to be hot, why <laughs> would I spend the whole time freaking out about it being hot? You know right. what I mean? Right. I chose the clothes I was going to wear. I chose the event I was going to go to. I chose what to eat or drink and when, like, yeah. What's the point of bitching about it? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Not that yeah. That's what we were doing. We were having fun, but it's just like, I just, I was, I knew it would be hot as fuck. I would be sweaty as fuck. I would look like shit. And like, so I did, you know? And so that, that was just how my day went. But um, it was cool as hell to be at the event. It's an interesting weekend to do something because you do have yeah. the day off, but it's always mm -hmm. freaking hot. So uh, it's funny because, um, and I think we mentioned this in uh, the interviews that we dropped thursday for our normal uh rhythm of the shows it's like it was 107 last week it's 55 right now like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like there's of... something going on with the climate <laughs> one one might think uh but yeah it was labor day we were out uh in oakland for hyro day yes it was hot but it was definitely a lot of fun um one of those festivals where um the moment we walked in i think it was just tajay was just right there yeah. Right. He was you know what I mean? In the ticket mm -hmm. booth, like helping people check in. Totally. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of yeah. like, um, this is my first high road day, but it really, and Dave, I'll have you comment here because you've been to a couple. Um, it really feels like a, a homegrown, accessible type of festival, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's really, really awesome. I mean, I first went a few years ago. I've probably been to about four or five and um, you know, typically I would go for the artists, but you know, what emerged was that um, it's a total family function, you know, big civic, yeah. civic events. And I was there the year where uh, they decreed it Hyro Day, you know, officially. And it was pretty cool, man. I, I was I was talking uh, earlier, um, and I, you guys will hear this in the interview with Ian Davis, where it was just like, there was a sense of pride that washed over the, the crowd, you know, yeah. at a big outdoor rap show. So um, it was really cool. And, and like Ian said, um, it's really just a big, a hometown vlog party which is really cool and those are certainly the vibes you get right away where um the dudes from souls of mischiefs are, are walking around you know there's dell right there you know yeah. it's, it's very hometown homegrown shit i don't know Absolutely. if uh I, I, we were not all together at this time i think it actually might have been just me who was wandering backstage with ian for kind of that last time i met festo as well so now i'm oh, thinking cool. about it i met all four 
Souls of Mischief. Oh like, wow! Festo has always been a little elusive. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Seem to, he doesn't have as many projects under his own name. It's like he kind of plays the back seemingly on some of this stuff. So I was just thinking about that. There was just a time where we were sitting there watching music together and ian was like oh do you this is nate nate this is festo i was like big big fan i was like yeah. Yeah, the whole day <laughs> That's they should have like i was there a big fan of theirs and then i left them alone basically <laughs> uh per per your uh, mission statement but it, it would have been cool if they had like a passport system like another you stamp got on your, the passport yeah you could have got your uh your high <laughs> your high stamps <laughs> we um, got five tajay stamps one, <laughs> one festo <laughs> Still searching for that elusive Cool G rap stamp. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. We were fortunate enough um, to be able to get backstage for a while before <laughs> Keisha Cole was set to arrive. And then when Keisha Cole was set to arrive, all the riffraff was washed away from backstage. I remember I felt special and then I felt like, oh, okay. I see. Well, it's just funny. I think um, there there's not a very clearly delineated thing. And this actually brings me back to my teenage days of going to so many Hyro and Living Legends and other Barry Underground shows. The line between performer and fan has always been very, very thin. thin. Right. And so at a thing like this, like basically everyone thinks they're special. Everyone's been down with Hyro since mm -hmm. the 90s. Like remember the bouncer guy or announcer guy kept saying like, if you're not down with Mr. Fab, if no, if you're not rocking with Mr. Fab, then you have to leave the backstage. And I'm like, I'm rocking with Mr. Fab. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. he's the biggest Warriors fan. He's such a good rapper. Like, totally. I've been rocking with Mr. Fab for 20 years. Like, uh, yeah. you got to pick a different phrase, dude. Yeah, the worst phrase to, to move people, to usher people. Around. Yeah, everybody's like, he's my cousin. Like, what <laughs> that is, must what not is... be me then. You know what I mean? And then they started the whole, if, if you don't think I'm talking about you, that's who I'm talking about. And finally, I was like, I, it actually sounds bad back here. Let me just go in the front. Totally where yeah. the people are supposed to stand and like it'll sound so much better anyway. but literally the security walked up like keisha cole is coming yeah you have to yeah, leave yeah I'll stop and i was just stories. like okay okay granted i've been camping out here just to get a glimpse of her but fine <laughs> it's a cold world dude <laughs> it, 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 really, it really is um but yeah we we were backstage for a bit um which was an interesting experience and we got to like see i tapped nate and i was like there's cool g rap yeah there, that's crazy yeah just just nuts there's there's cool g rap and what was cool to see i don't know if you guys caught any of this was like rappers coming up to cool g rap yeah totally. right and kind of being like i saw planet asia go up to him i saw mm -hmm. tajay go up to him and be like i want to take a picture like the the showing of respect yeah um the legend in the house dude like yep. straight up straight yeah. up i remember nate was like there's cool g rap wearing, wearing that um kangle hat or i'm sorry like bucket hat you know i just walked next next to him just to stare at him for like i did the minutes. exact same thing Dave. <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna talk to him because i'm too intimidated and I, it's too weird and i would be too awkward i just want to stand by him totally and see what his deal is totally I stood, yeah. like a respectful totally. distance away and just kind of made my you know just kept glancing over to see yeah. what his deal was. It, was it was i mean yeah he's like my hero dude i fucking yeah cool g rap his name is also nathaniel i had a few entry points for discussion oh yeah i didn't know that <laughs> i didn't know that yeah. uh yeah his set was um it was, it was a dope set uh a lot of folks had technical difficulties because it was so hot like like computers were overheating and stuff but um it was still a dope set and what i was struck by because by that time i had been kicked out from backstage and I was, I was kind of just in the crowd um 
of how many folks kind of ears and eyes perked up when Cool G Rap hit the stage. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like a cross section of folks. I think a lot of people um, know his name, even if they don't know like all the songs and such, and they knew it was something important. That you got the, the where I was in the crowd, you got the general sense um, uh, that this this was somebody important was hitting the stage. So it was it was uh, when the greatest rapper ever to live starts to talk. You listen, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. But his his set has these like the interesting setup to it is he his DJ plays all of the references that people have made to mm -hmm. Cool G Rap. Yeah, uh, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. So so that was super dope. Um, but just one of, of many moments that, that took place at, at Hyro Day. Want to give a shout out to uh, the crew that was in tow. Shout out to uh, Psalm One, DJ Albert Jenkins, uh, DJ Cutso, Drew Baca was rolling with, and and in a in a minor miracle of Oakland, uh, DJ Albert Jenkins who drove us car didn't get broken into. <laughs> no bippage that was that was actually great we all took everything out of the car like we took the breath mints the usb cord right like right. just take every single Tooth thing picks. with you yep the tooth picks, toothpicks dude. Yep. <laughs> like we tea trees we uh, made uh made peace with it yeah you kind of have to and uh, i've seen a lot of people especially if you like park in the mission district and i just roll the windows down yeah, it's like take whatever you want. Take the mm -hmm. change out of the console. Take my CDs I don't listen to anymore. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to have the hassle of having to do both the insurance thing and the window thing. To mm -hmm. you know, it's like yeah, yeah. Sweeping sweeping glass is is not the business. Uh, if somebody's had their car broken into three times in the last eighteen months. Yep, okay. try um, it, dude. Just roll the windows down next time. They're going to take one one anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, they want my awesome CD collection from the uh, from the middle console. Um, yeah, I think my first Hyro day was an experience in the sense of, um, you know, Hyro has played a, a central part in my hip hop development and experience. And to kind of see all of the um, members Major of Hyro development. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Shout out to Dell. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Dell in person. That was another thing. Really? That I've actually like, oh shit. That's like he's just right there. And I, I was I was kind of struck uh by the fact that hieroglyphics, Dell, Souls of Mischief perform in the middle of the day. Dave, has that always been a thing? It hasn't always been a thing. Um, I'm okay. not sure when they started doing that. I think they started doing that with the with the uh the the one right before COVID happened. But before they they would always headline and sort of um, end the yeah. night out. So, but that I was love really the cool. Humility that is baked into that concept, right, and it's funny right. because each of the nine people or subgroups that make up hieroglyphics could conceivably play. You know what I mean? You yeah, could have right. you know, at ten a.m. and totally. mischief at three thirty and yeah. casual. Just do a casual set, but they just all rock together. They do a lot of stuff from the group albums. They like you know chant the choruses together yeah. it's a really cool way to do it and um i think they even curtailed the small set they were doing yeah no it seemed, like it. O2, it seemed uh, like it it seemed like yeah taking the stage to promote his show thing that we talked about in the show last week but yeah just it just i think they both 
want to see the main spotlight to other people and like are there to both kind of work and to kind of have fun totally. so they just compress it into a short time period but it's just dope dude there's like a lot of uh i'll just keep using the word humility to that it's like your name's already on it you i feel like they could take it or leave performing yeah totally, it's totally. kind of like the the there's a sense of you know it's their house party right so at your house mm-hmm. party maybe you don't necessarily bogart the the karaoke station unless you're at nate but um <laughs> but uh yeah it feels like um it's just really them wanting to create a platform for these other artists right they right. admire um so mm-hmm. much um and also kind of like uh i was a bit surprised dave i i, I want to see if you you caught this when souls of mischief were performing you never know um they were trying to get folks to do the like it's like that anna uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh uh the crowd totally missed it i know i know i think people are just just um becoming delirious from the heat at that point <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh, nobody nobody ever knew at that point i mean it was just <laughs> uh heat delirium i think yeah it was it was a, it was an interesting vibe um i i would like to say this for hyro day more women than you will ever see oh my goodness 98 percent of rap shows i mean um, i i hate to be that guy but we kept like nudging each other like <laughs> come on come on oh my god are we serious right now i mean it was kind of yeah. ridiculous maybe was... maybe you guys did <laughs> <laughs> nate was facetiming his wife the whole time so <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> especially when uh mara ruby came within 100 feet nate went into prayer um <laughs> I have to say, um, her performance was great, but um, she was uh, doing a very long interview with that other podcast who had like all a banner and real equipment, oh, right. and yeah. they, we were kind of in each other's orbit, but we didn't say what's up. We should have introduced ourselves and said what's up. We're so bad at this, but um, she was talking to them for so long, and she looked amazing. Like the shoes, the outfit, just she wasn't done. even hot. She's she like the only even, like, person sweating. who looked right, like. Right. <laughs> You know, it's like when you have that, like, she just had this very regal bearing and mm-hmm. it just seemed, she just seemed unbothered. Yeah, and totally. I, to, Honestly, even though she is an extremely beautiful woman, that was what I was most impressed by was like that she just like, it, she didn't seem to be letting any of this get to her because we were inside mm-hmm. that brewery and yeah. it was like 120 degrees. Totally. Yeah, yeah. There was no breeze totally. to break it up. It was just hot air caught in side of a building right with with humidity um but i was i was uh impressed with uh both our ability to stay upright um and also we we had some cool interviews we were able to kind of talk it was very random uh yeah. shout out to uh to ian who was kind of our our sherpa about Hyro Day, as he I was doing that like, exact term, yeah, yeah. as, as totally. the listener will hear in a minute, I used totally. that exact really? term when we interviewed. Him. Uh, it, I wonder how he feels about that. Hyro yeah. Day Sherpa, <laughs> dude. At one point, it was like he was like doing so many things, and then at one point, I just saw him with um, a baby stroller. Yeah, he just whizzed by with a fucking baby. That was baby hilarious. Stroller. And we, I think, all of us were literally like. Is he doing like a rescue right now, or is that his kid? <laughs> that and so either crazy. one would have been equally plausible. Totally. Like someone just left a baby in the middle of Hyro Day, and it fell to him to fix the situation. <laughs> and he was or on it. 
his <laughs> wife and kids showed up to enjoy the day with him. You know what I mean? Which, which was B, and I, I chatted with him. That was indeed his child uh, because I'm a good journalist. Uh, but yeah, Ian, Ian was just uh, super gracious, kind of introduced us to a lot of folks. Um, because I think what we're learning, and we'll continue the learning uh, at the next festival we're going to be at, but I think part of the learning is like, um, it's just weird and awkward like when totally. you're out when you're out in the thing and you're like let's stop and do a podcast uh, mm -hmm. and so I think uh, my takeaway is just like leaning into it although when you're dripping with freaking sweat I think that was also inhibiting yeah <laughs> like I don't want to get in your airspace uh, totally. OPO, while I, I <laughs> I'm sure I smell like uh, old tires but <laughs> uh, we were we were able to get some great interviews uh, with folks, and we'll be playing some snippets of those uh, in just a bit. But um, let's let's get into the interview with our our, our Sherpa, our guide, our our shaman, if you will, if you want a deep pyro reference. Our gear plug. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 brother who came and handed us three uh, custom Dad Bod Rat Pod Hyro Day hats. It, which to me i could have levitated at that point it was so cool I, man i was I, so confused because i hadn't met him yet and i was just like i don't understand what's happening but thank totally, you totally i mean we were there's already a general sense of chaos so then we walk in there there's tajay and then there's these hats embroidered hats for us what's yeah. going on i was like are they doing this for everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally. other out, podcast no. um yeah i i uh Very i was cool. getting getting a hat and um i was in line to get a whatever 21 and older bracelet and the woman giving out the bracelets was like how do you get that hat are they giving out hats are they giving out hats oh. and i wanted to be like i have a podcast yeah, exactly it's <laughs> very poindextery yeah you're around all rap? these like they're like real rappers like you know i totally. did the shtick for you guys all day but like being backstage it's impossible to tell who's a rapper because yeah, everyone looks totally. like a rapper right yeah totally. it's like that it's just like, and I don't Smoking mean to be stereotypical weed. in any way, but it's like a lot of chains, a lot of dreadlocks, a lot yep. of amazing shoes. And just like, it's just hard to tell who's the friend, who's the real guy. Like you totally. think, you know what someone looks, it, I'll just, it was easy to tell who Marco Polo was. Everyone else, <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, who, who is that? I know they look so familiar, but oh, that's you funny. know, like when uh, you're a kid and you're looking at oh, the uh, Midnight Marauders cover and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, this I'm 100% certain that's Bismarck. Key. Some of these other guys, I got to do a little research. Yeah, the the fifth member of Bootcamp Click, not so yeah. much. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was I was with you. There was a dude who, if he wasn't Raskas, he's related to Raskas. I'm sorry. I, I so wanted to just go up to him and be like, are you fucking Raskas? Like, please, yeah. just, just clarify that for me. So would um, he be then uh, a member of Coast Contra? Absolutely. Know, right? Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was good times. We we fought through the heat. Uh, we got to talk to and meet and just gawk at um, some people that we really admire, and we got to kind of get to know Ian Davis a little bit, um, who I had never met, which was super cool. So let's let's get into this uh, interview with Ian Davis, Dad Bar Rap Dead Bug Rap Pod. Every week we are interviewing people who are moving, shaping, 
and at, I guess at times facilitating hip hop culture. Um, on Zoom with us right now, we have Ian Davis, who um, was our Sherpa at Hyro Day, who helped us navigate the festival grounds, who hooked us up with merch, who helped us connect with interviews and just basically showed us a ton of hospitality. So we wanted to bring him on to talk about the festival. Ian, how you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, why don't we start with, can you just, if if someone had never heard of Hyro Day before, how would you describe it to someone? Um, Hyro Day is kind of like the embodiment of Bay Area rap culture and independence coming to you live from the streets of Oakland. <laughs> that's perfect, man. Every time I've been there, that's what it feels like. Um, there's always such a good sense of like, civic pride there and it seems like there's such a conscious effort to make it like a family event and i just sort of wanted to know um what what things what things have you implemented to sort of bolster those things because it always seems like such a positive event well you know i think one of the big things even though it's called hiero day it's not about hieroglyphics mm -hmm. um they're they're a big part of it they bring it together you know the the city has the day in their name but the event is about the artists and the people that are coming up and developing. And uh, we have a great crew of people that we've worked with through the years that Hyro's known through the decades. And we just have so many people with so many skill sets and so many connections that can build a day like Hyro Day. It's not about having the most popping thing. It's about building for the future and kind of like that gateway for these young artists to get these looks, getting big crowds to see them. So that's kind of like where it comes from. It's just uh, the community from all the years that Hyro has. Mm. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting and I don't know if people quite understand how the city a couple of years ago, the city of Oakland actually proclaimed it to be Hyro Day and how they've kind of put their stamp on it. And I don't know, from your insider perspective, do you feel like that was important to legitimize the event? Do you feel like that was just a nice, cool press moment? Like, do you how, how important do you feel that is for the city to like recognize their cultural contribution and the event itself? I think, you know, like anything in politics, you know, you, you need your good looks. Um, but it made sense for Oakland to acknowledge this group that is the embodiment of independence, art and everything. And for it to land on 9-3, the first Hyro Day being, you know, Labor Day, 9-3, um, it, it was great. And it, it just, you know, uh, casual kind of spearheaded it. And, uh, you know, the whole, whole crew jumped on board and it really just grew year after year and, and uh, found its footing. Um, but yeah, just the idea of Oakland embracing it, giving Hyro their day um, is pretty special. That's awesome. I was actually there uh, when they made the big proclamation and it, there, there was a sense of pride that, that really washed over the, the audience and the people on stage. Um, I mean, yeah, it was really great to see. So thanks for explaining that. Um, you know, I also want to give you a second to like, Tell people a little bit about your background and your involvement and um, through the years in Hyro and you've been there to see its growth and also just wondering if you have a favorite moment through the years. Um, yeah, I just started as a college radio DJ and through that circuit became a uh, 
a record promoter um, and started doing stuff with Hiro in the late 90s, um, promoting their records to college radio and a lot of other people in the Bay Area scene and nationally. Um, went on to work at ABB Records, then on to Hieroglyphics um, in 2003 uh, before a full circle drop. Um, you know, I, all of it, you know, my whole experience with Hiro, um, it is a great memory, but, uh, the full circle tour with little brother encore and Z man, um, is definitely a special thing. It, it's a blur. It's one long day that was actually about 70 days, but, uh, yeah, that one's the, the top one. That's amazing. Um, we chatted a couple of different times throughout the day. You told us some some pretty dope stories. I just think hip hop and probably other types of music, but I, I'm a hip hop guy. So this is what I care about is dotted with people like you who have made these intensive behind the scenes contributions and maybe are not seeking public acknowledgement or accolades. You're a connector. And I think I really I really respect that about you and just walking around the festival grounds and hearing your stories. I was like, dude, this guy's been everywhere. It's just like. The, all these little stories kind of came together, but um, to take it back to the festival for a moment, how much work goes into this thing? Like, do you start planning next year's the day after? Like, do you take a second to celebrate that it's over? Like, how do you keep the perpetual motion going? You, you try, you know, um, it is very grassroots, you know, there isn't a big conglomerate behind it with a bunch of money. So whatever uh, is put together from the year before goes directly into you know paying the bills from that year seeing what we have and getting going on the next year um it it's surprising how small the staff is but it shows uh the hard work put in by those um Kyrie is is the man with the plan he's the man building the festival now um we've had candy um Tim House has been booking, uh, DJ 12 stepped in and helped this year. Um, the whole crew always finds uh, uh, where they can step in and be of assistance. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a small team that puts in a lot of work. And basically the summer becomes really, you know, uh, go time because that's when you finally get to lock in all the permits um, you know, all the contracts, all that stuff, you know, you could plan out as long as you want, but then you have to still deal with the city that can't plan too far out with the city. So, um, it really comes down to those, you know, last couple months and it's, uh, it's a sprint at the end to get it all going. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I'm really glad to see everything come together. I remember, um, our conversations from a couple of years ago and, you know, obviously we hit a a couple of uh, big setbacks with COVID and everything. So I'm really glad to see everything um, come together uh, again this year. But, you know, I remember the previous years and I was there, you know, pre the pre-COVID years. And it, it was like, there's too short, there's Black Thought. You know, it was just, it was such a big event. And um, I just wanted to know for you, for somebody who is, uh, you know, directing things and pulling levers behind the scenes, um, what's your favorite Hyro Day moment? Um, my favorite Hyro Day moment, um, being able to, there's a few, there, there's, like you said, there's so many things, mm -hmm. but being able to see Compton's Most Wanted was really big. <laughs> uh, 
you know, that's a bucket list thing. Um, but really, honestly, even though it was the smallest footprint, that first high row day mm. and it really feeling like a community thing and like, is this thing really going to happen every year? Like it felt so special. It's like, there's no way we could be lucky enough to duplicate this again. And then it just got better and better. So like, I, I think the, the end of the first high row day with, you know, uh, high row ending the day as the sun setting on a hot labor day. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. That's awesome. That's dope, man. I just got chills. Um, at the way you talked about confidence most wanted, which like excellent dad bod rap pod audience demographic answer thank you um is how i felt about cool g rap performing this year that's my number one mc of all time i've probably mentioned his name on every single episode of this show and when anyone ever wants to talk to me about hip-hop so um i thought he killed it this year um and i was really really glad to be able to be in the audience for that but i guess my question is are you so busy working at these things that you don't get to take it all in like did you did you get to pause and watch some people rap for a little while or were were you just straight up running around the whole time i honestly couldn't tell uh i run around most of the time but sometimes i have you know uh friends that i see coming up that either sometimes it's their big opportunity and i want to watch them or um it's just something i want to see i want to watch witness their growth and so i'll take time to watch a few people um coming up um and uh, yeah, I'm not going to miss Cool G rap on stage. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't got that far in my life this far to, to be able to see Cool G rap. Uh, I wasn't going to miss it. There was no way I was going to miss it. That's dope, man. That was one of my uh, special moments uh, at this Hyro Day, too, for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, um, this Hyro Day, speaking of, we, uh, we were blanketed with the heat. You know, it was like in the middle of a heat wave as well. And um, you know, and throughout throughout the day, you, you were super helpful. But as this interview, uh, you know, as we're bringing it to a close, um, while we were hanging out at Hyro Day, you you pulled out a couple CDs and um, you kind of gave broke you kind of broke it down for for us a little bit. And the CD was by um, Deuce Corley, and it's called Wiser Minds. And I wanted to just give you a second to kind of um, talk a little bit about that because it sounds like a very uh, special project with a very um, special backstory as well. Yeah, uh, Deuce is the little homie. Um, I met him through a Vallejo artist, Mo Green, when we were recording the Outcrowd 110 album. And he was uh, the young guy. He was uh, just a teenager then. But, you know, Mo had told me, like, man, you should talk to him because he's got something and, and you could help him. And it, it was kind of like a friendship, mentorship, trying to, you know, uh, reel him in to do some songs and uh i got my uh lifelong friend hg beats um to supply some music and we it took a while but we crafted a project and i really just kind of wanted to help intro him and and, and help him see his dreams come to life so uh we ended up putting together wiser minds and we were just finishing it at the um right before the pandemic jumped off and we never really got to roll out how we wanted and we kind of just i don't rush anything so you know it's like all right we're gonna get to it we'll do some more stuff and then um unfortunately um in june 2021 he was murdered while driving doordash 
and uh it it was it's just devastating to all that know him um he is a very special person and it comes across in his music in his voice there's a lot of heart in what he says he's very passionate he's a uh, very uh family first young man and uh it's just devastating to see him no longer with us and so any chance i can i'm going to speak his name and hope someone else can hear his music and kind of shine a light for him now that he isn't able to appreciate you yeah well, well said and thank you for sharing his music with us and f- i'm really sorry for your loss that's um that's really heavy and um it's i guess hopefully there's some solace in the fact that you were able to get the project completed and just get it out um for the people to hear um but yeah man really appreciate that um as we kind of draw to a close here i guess is is there anything you want people to know about high road day that we haven't covered or is there um is there something that you think makes it different there's so many festivals you know what i mean like do you what do you think makes this one unique and what if you had to give a pitch for people to make sure they came out to um to oakland on labor day what would that be it high road day isn't a festival it's a block party um and it's a group of like-minded people trying to help expose the other talented artists primarily from the bay area region um you may come because you see black thought on the bill but then all of a sudden you're going to see yuck mouth on stage with pete rock you're going to see things at high road day you're not going to see anywhere else um you're going to get legends like diamond d or cool g rap but you're going to get up and coming people like kalani and pilo that you may not have seen before but now they're at a, a stage that exceeds high road day and that's what we want the, the the best compliment we can get is not to be able to afford someone what their new rate is that they rocked with us first and it opened the door to bigger opportunities is what it's all about man ian uh just perfect encapsulation of the vibe i love that block party line we will kind of weave that in through what we're talking about as well and just want to say thank you for everything man like thanks for what you do thanks for you know your communication with us and for literally dragging us around that day and introducing us to people it was really special for us and we hope to be back and um just yeah man thank you so much and thanks for joining us yeah, thanks for braving the heat and getting through the day <laughs> appreciate you man we'll, we'll be in touch right, with man. the with uh, some of the other things we discussed. So talk soon, man. Have a good rest of your night. Fantastic. All right. Have a good evening, fellas. Later, Ian. All right. That was our conversation with Ian Davis. Uh, I was not present, um, but he seems like a cool guy. Super cool guy. I actually met Ian um, days back when um, there was a reissue of Third Eye Vision and I did the liner Mm. notes and Ian was the one who reached out to me. So that's how our relationship started. But I mean, even through the years, though, I didn't know he had such a such a firm hand in a lot of the the ongoings, um, you know, behind the scenes and Mm. stuff with little stuff with little brother and just all this crazy stuff with college radio. He told some story about uh, Jake one. It's just, you know, just he's he's had his hands in a lot of things. So you know, once you talk to him, it's like, ah, smart cat, of course, you know? And yeah. uh, w- 
one thing I he told me is uh, like many people, he came to really click with the show and what we do about the Saya and Yeshua episodes. Yeah. There I, was go, like, dude. I was like, oh, wow. I, I was like, we, we've felt that there's this thing where yeah. like people who mess with Saya and Yeshua get us. And like, you know, I wish we could have picked a bigger record for that to be the case. It's like everyone who likes uh, Beastie Boys License to Ill is a huge <laughs> dead butt rap fan. It doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Um, so it was, it was cool to talk to him and just he appreciates what we do. We appreciate what he yeah. what he does. We appreciate what he does. And um, yeah, rad dude and happy to have the contact moving forward and just like very generous Totally. Um, helping us out that day when he had like 20 million other things to totally. do no for real and as somebody who you know has thrown much smaller scale things but like when you're a part of the organizing team um i always give those folks a lot of grace in the sense of like you're just busy and you're being pulled in a lot of directions um he was cool enough to kind of stop and chop it up with this check-in with us several times and yeah. he let me know that uh about keisha cole's flight itinerary which I, I felt so inside at that point. So it's you could like, get on the next flight. And yeah, she was like, join her. Off the plane. I was like, yep. <laughs> Headed to Oakland Airport. Um, He's picking her up in a stroller. Yeah. <laughs> One of those ones they use for luggage. Like, Hop on. I'll get you there. Every time oh, we man. saw him, he was just zigzagging through the crowd. It was crazy. Totally. Putting out fires, literally putting out a fire. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> doing everything doing everything and we're glad that he could uh make some time to yeah uh, directly uh, hooked up this next interview too right yeah, like we totally. were kind of standing backstage in the shadow of this bus because it was the only available shade kind of wondering what we should do next and he just kind of emerged and he was yeah, like come I mean, here yeah he like pulled, beckoned us forward back into the artist tents and who was there it was keek the sneak which and... was insane insane yeah insane yeah insane. it was uh it, and especially because it was so hot and so bright, it, there was just kind of this like, a, oh, wow, it's, it's keep the Sneaks right there. And so Ian talked to his folks, um, and it was funny because one of Keek's boys came over and was like, he really don't want to do it. that's a great start yeah 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 i don't know if this is in the usable part of the audio or not but damon let's set it up a little bit like Mm -hmm. this is not your first encounter with geek the sneak no no so as soon as i saw him and i got introduced to him um he looked at me as like kind of with the like where do i know you from and i was like yeah i I spoke at tracks and funeral because keep keep being a great dude that he is he actually came down uh, to San Jose for Traximilian's funeral and spoke, um, at, as did I. And so, you know, there was kind of this immediate, like, all right, I, I kind of know who you are a little bit. And then I told him that. And, and you know, it was kind I of think like... I, I felt the vibe change at that point. Yeah, like, right, this, sure. this was not just an interview. And um, yeah. obviously you are one of Trax's oldest friends and Keek is his probably most prominent collaborator or that he's most closely identified with but all that seemed to not matter in that moment from my perspective it was more about um then like okay let's do this like his his vibe shifted i don't know oh yeah no no i totally felt it it kind of was like it it turned from like uh who are these guys what's going on to like oh okay okay and so we we talk a little bit about uh his relationship with tracks a million uh, how the song Super Hypey was made and, you know, Keek is is Oakland. 
as as he will express in this clip. So let's get into it. Uh, here's a, a quick hit conversation with Keep the Sneak Dab on Rap Podcast. Casual, souls of mischief, deal, nigga. I, I support the whole uh, Torrey, that's my guy. You know, okay, okay. Uh, you know, I support this. This is the Oakland thing right here, man. This is Bay Area shit, man. That's what's up, man. Uh, I support anything that got something to do with Oakland. You're a fixture in the Bay Area. Uh, you work with my guy, Tracks a Million, pretty extensively, man. Uh, Y'all made history that I said the last time I saw you was at the funeral. Can you just reflect a little bit? We coming up on the on the year anniversary in a little bit, just on the the, the impact that tracks a million in the bay. Man, god damn, man. It's a lot, man. Real big loss for us, man. Uh damn, it, it, a year went by that quick, huh? Yeah, we're pulling up on it. Pulling up on it, huh? Yeah, man. Tracks, man, my guy, man. You feel me? Uh man, that's my fucking guy, man. I love that dude to death, man. I'm going uh, to make sure I, I represent for him tonight, too, today. Okay. I'm going to do super high feet. Okay, okay. Because uh, that man opened a lot of doors for me, too, where the motherfuckers don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, that super high feet, we did that in 05, man. That song won't die. Kind of, exactly. We 20 plus years removed, and it's, it is still hitting, Tracks, still echoing through the street. Tracks gave me a CD. That beat was on a CD when he gave it to me. Oh, yeah, no, that was... I seen him at a show. He gave me a CD. And he told me, he was like, hey, I'm at Keith, bro. And, and he, you gave know? Me that, he gave me that beat that night. So did it just come to you? Just talk a little bit. Talk how did the song uh, come to you? The, the first the first song was a was a song with him on there, rapping. It okay. was knocking, too. Don't get me wrong. Slapping. Okay. Then the second beat that came on was Super Hype. Okay. And God damn. Yeah. I wouldn't stop until it was done. All right. That was our conversation with Keep the Sneak. Uh, once again, when it's a thousand degrees and you're kind of, you know, I'm leaning over because Keek is in a wheelchair and uh, so slightly self-conscious, but he was he was super cool, super engaging. Um, you can tell a rapper who's done media before. Um, he, he definitely comes across as somebody who's, who's not afraid to, um, to talk and like just really appreciated his commentary about what Tracks a Million meant to his career uh, because he as he relates the story and I, I tried not to get in the middle of it but I'm like I remember the night he met you and gave you the CD <laughs> like I was around later that night um, yeah. I just was like it's it, it all happened so fast he was not someone I was expecting to be on site so I just yeah. wasn't kind of ready for it and just to shake his hand look him in the eye and just like thank him for his contributions to hip-hop was a cool moment for me and um it's interesting because he he has a semi-growly speaking voice but yeah. not the insane rasp mm -hmm. of his rapping voice right yeah it's, it's only a little bit he, he only has to put on a little bit to uh to get into full kick mode but it was great to hear him talk about you know he just he did that in one sitting which I, I have this theory because I've heard Ice-T talk about how he wrote Colors in 30 Minutes. I think the truly greatest raps are, are done like very quickly. Yeah, um, we, we've talked to a few people about that when it feels like it's coming through you, not from you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was kind of his story about Super Hype. Appreciate him for sharing that. Um, so yeah, after that, we left him to his blunt. Um, <laughs> and then uh was it was this had he gone on stage with the mechanics right before this or after this i think it was I think, after okay. i think it was after I yeah it was yeah. after yeah but it's um, really cool i mean people were just lining up to take photos with him and again everybody's just like oppressed by this heat 
but he yeah. just super graciously gave us his time, dude. That was really legend, cool. dude. Legend, yeah. straight up, That's crazy. Yeah. Especially yeah. three, three times crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna keep it on the real. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> These are deep barrier jokes, folks. Um, yeah, but but yeah, he has he has a cachet and, and legend status, and uh, I think Hyrule Day is a great container for uh, appreciating some of the greatest rappers that have have come through the bay area um so yeah we we were we were backstage and then we left which was kind of a mistake because we kind of couldn't get back in for a while <laughs> uh until until ian came and saved us again but uh we we made our way back inside of the brewery which um I think it's called like bus station 51 or something i actually want to go on a regular uh, yeah. day. i think it's line 50 line yeah, line, 50, line, 50, yeah. line 51. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool in there. They got a like full size bus, like a Greyhound bus. Totally. Yeah. I don't I know mean, if you guys remember this, but when we were testing out the microphones when we first arrived and like just like fucking around basically when we first got there, like 10 people went and hid in a freezer. Yeah. I saw oh, that. Yes. That was like yeah. that's one of my main things I took away from the day. I was like <laughs> That's... Basically, I don't want to get too far from this water jug they have on the corner totally. of their bar. Totally, totally. And it was hilarious when like 10 people were just like, fuck it, we're just going in the walk-in freezer. That's and very... like, if we get kicked out, we get kicked out. Very service industry moment right there. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking about that water jug too. I mean, that probably saved us like $1,000 in water that day. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. But, totally. but I will say this for High Road Day, um, because I had just watched the Woodstock 99 documentary <laughs> so i was comparing and contrasting water at high road day was two bucks okay and they and they kept it going like all day like there nice. were just people coming in like several times but we were vip so i drank from a jug <laughs> i think had like half a cucumber in it or something hey, um man, also also the the brewery had a bathroom that we could use and yes hey, so that was huge that's huge. that was key money not not a Once not I a finally got enough water in me that I had to use the bathroom, which was way <laughs> later in the day. Totally. Because we were just processing it so much. Yeah. It was um it was it was really cool in there. And it was uh it was kind of weird though. And this is again like this thing of like a fest like I had this epiphany when we were in Boise at Tree Fort Festival. You enter this tiered society depending on your mm. wristbands. Yeah. And oh, sure. I remember us having a couple of different moments of like, oh, is so and so gonna pop by? Are they gonna say what's up? And then it was like, oh, they're outside, they can't get in. Right. And totally. It's like, oh, that sucks. But yeah. like I'm not gonna do anything about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in, so what are you going to do? As you're filling your water bottle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just like underneath it with just my mouth, like wheezing the juice, if you will. Uh, um, yeah, it, yeah. This is exactly why we can't have socialism. So, um, <laughs> but we, uh, Ian, once again, lined up uh, a dope conversation with uh, Opio, yeah. um, who who talked about kind of the the legacy of High Road Day and, and what what it means and and how it kind of exceeded any expectations he had. Um, so let's get into it. This is our clip with Opio from the Mighty Souls of Mischief at High Road Day. Dad Rock, Dad Pod Rap Pod. I'm chilling, man. I can't complain, bro. You know, it's like it's this is always a beautiful thing. Uh, I've been living in LA for like the past seven oh, years. Is that right? Okay. So. Okay. But I, I was coming to Oakland like every month, but when the yeah. pandemic happened, it shut down. So okay. I have okay. I have such more of a, of a richer, deeper appreciation for the Bay Area, for Oakland in particular. Oakland's and it's just changing, like, yeah. 
It is changing for sure, but just aesthetically, it's beautiful. My dad lives here, you know what I'm saying? Okay. He's lived okay. in the same neighborhood forever. So it's like, you know, I got roots here. And, and, and that's the nature of life in every city. I, I used to go to New York all the time, be like, yo, this is the greatest city ever. They was like, ah, oh, it used to be way better back in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was better in the 80s. It was better in the 90s, this type of shit. It's like, that is just evolution. Things will change and whatever. But the Bay is still here. I believe that yeah. Yeah. there's still, the core element is still here. You know it's here saying? at High Road Day. When I look yeah, around at High Road, it's very Bay Area. Hell yeah, for sure. Uh, talk to us about uh, what you've been doing musically. I've been working a lot with uh, with this company Sound Chain that's done with oh, my brother they, Architect. They, they, they got they the Sound Chain stage. stage. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so like I partnered with them and we did some stuff uh, surrounding like the SP 1200. I got okay. I got a, one of my my favorite drum machines. You know what I'm saying? That's been just around in the studio lingering you know what I mean for, for, for decades now you know okay. so okay. like working with them and I got a lot of stuff going on with Breakbeat Lou that's like my brother you know what I'm saying out of the, the Bronx you know so yeah. he's, a, he's a legend and we we stay working you know what I mean so like we just recorded a joint when I was here so like okay. we always got okay. we got stuff in the chamber a lot of stuff in the cut and I'm just, you know, I'm always inspired to be creative and do different things. So, you know, I'm, I'm recording and, and experimenting and just, you know, okay. being creative, living that art life, you know? That's, that's beautiful to hear, man. Uh, High Road Day, you know, we're so far removed from 1993. Did you ever envision having this type of impact, not just musically, but like civically? Like this is a, this is an Oakland state. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, what I what I envisioned was that I would, you know, praise God, have the respect of my peers and the people that I looked up to. You know, that that was the extent of what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to I wanted to impress, you know, my favorite rappers, and I wanted to, you know, all my contemporaries, Far Side, the alcoholics, those type of dudes. You know, what I mean, I wanted them to be like, man, what y'all doing is dope. You know, that type of thing. So I had no no concept of, of this, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. nothing, nothing like this. That's beautiful, man. Well, we don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're about to hit stage, but thanks for tapping in with us. All right, that was short conversation with Opio, who keeps his hair up before it's time to perform. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did he cut his hair? Did he cut? He had like a bucket hat on. But then when it's time to perform, he, he gets into performance hair mode, which I really <laughs> That appreciate. is a really funny way of putting that. And I, I have to say, like all of them actually, like Tajay, like obviously eats well, lives well. He looks amazing for his age. Opio oh, too. I was all like, man, them. this dude is like, Totally. felt it was totally. just really impressive i was just like they're they're a bit older than us but they just seem to like i don't know they just seem very self-possessed they just totally. seem so together totally. yeah. they're very realistic about it i was talking to um dj albert jenkins as we're calling him on the podcast as we were leaving for the night and i'm like they're such a weird kind of famous they're like they're legends in underground rap they are mm -hmm. legends in oakland 
And then outside of the festival grounds, I don't know what their day-to-day life is like, but they're kind of normal people. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. Just just crazy um, youthful energy still, though. It's, mm-hmm. like, we, like, we, like you were saying, like when Opio walked in, I was like, Did, is this guy a tennis player? Like, totally. You know what I mean? Totally it's tennis crazy. player vibe. Yeah, totally, totally. Down to like the bucket hat, the shorts, <laughs> like you expect him to... Uh, have one of those bags that has like 18 tennis rackets in it. <laughs> I would have not have looked out of place. It was, yeah. No, yeah, it was, it was it, really cool. Yeah, he had good energy um, and a, and I think a great perspective on kind of um, the, the legacy of hieroglyphics. And what I noticed in talking to all the hieroglyphics members that we talked to, and well, we'll get into uh, my quick conversation with A Plus in just a minute, but there's like, there's a humility to it. I've totally. met rappers who have done less right are oh very uh we've very talked to a couple up. hundred of people have done this and they're all like arrogant dude. Totally. yeah no there's a... anyone we've had on the show it's just a different vibe mm-hmm. yeah when mm-hmm. when uh people are are real confident in their accomplishments but not you know and and i'll take some hubris from a rapper it's kind of part part and parcel but it was it was uh interesting and refreshing to talk to opio um and also to to get into it with a plus who um is somebody who I think amongst the whole hieroglyphics crew is underrated in a way, because I think a lot of times folks forget he's a cornerstone to the production. Yes. Um, uh, A lot of the the iconic underground joints that you think of from hieroglyphics were produced by a plus. And so um, I was also has a plus verse entrances. Like, yeah, totally. When he bursts into a song, it is always so fun. I, yeah like, and you know it's him right he, he, he leads yeah. off you never knew and so, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there's a picture damone that i think either <laughs> i or uh Cutso took that day of you being so happy talking to oh yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's just like lifelong dream fulfilled kind of like grin it was so awesome it was awesome. yeah yeah it, yeah, it, it, and, it, you know, it felt good and i want to commit i want to commend you damone i mean just the, the great on the spot interviews you know what I mean? And just making everybody feel relaxed in sort of the most uncomfortable of settings. Yes. You know, it was really uh, great, man. You totally took the lead on that and just want to say thank you. Yes, me right too. On, and thank you. And right I really, on. really felt like my weird interview style was not going to work <laughs> in this environment. So basically, I was just like handling the equipment. I carried stuff around all day and I would just press record and run away. they didn't have to to worry about my weird energy and i was just like okay damone you got this like you're kind of talking to them like rapper to rapper like journalist to rapper podcaster to rapper and like you understand how to navigate those systems with so much more grace than i do i get really nervous being in real life i like having the barrier of the internet between us and like being able to mute and you know look at other web pages and do research while we're talking and this was not that and i thought you handled it like marvelously right on thanks thanks bros i I appreciate it i i feel like um it's one of those things where at some point you're on a grimy human level with people we're all here sweating we're all here uh you know kind of uh being hip-hop and it, it that was my my conversation with a plus it just felt like um i'm not gonna say i reached another level but it was just it it tied things together for me and in, in terms of like um especially when we get into our conversation about um the creation of 93 till to be sitting down with someone whose work i've engaged with so much and was so inspirational especially i, I can't help but think about oh tracks a million would have love to know that this happened do you know what i mean like we we were such souls heads and like to talk to a plus about um really 
the the most iconic um, song that Hyrule ever made. So let's get into it. This is our conversation, uh, mini conversation, with A plus at Hyrule Day, Dead by Rap Pod. All right, Dead by Rap Pod. We are here at Hyrule Day 2022, aka Pyro Day 2022. It's hot. It is hot as fuck. I am here with A plus for the Mighty Souls of Mischief, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, blessed to be here. Good to be talking with y'all, man. Happy Hyrule Day. Yeah, man. Uh, this is an Oakland institution now. Did you ever envision when y'all was uh, when y'all were working on Souls of Mischief and kind of putting Hyrule together that this would be what it is? Yeah, no, no way at all. Like, um. Really, we were just kids starting out. So like when you're that young, it's hard to even have the foresight to think about what 20 years will look like. It's yeah. really more immediate. It was just an immediate feeling that we want to be doing this forever as long as we can. Yeah. And um, even from starting the first high road day, we, we were just trying to throw a block party. Bro. We yeah. wasn't even yeah. thinking like, let's start this, this thing that's going to be going on. We was really just trying to throw a party for the, for the area and for, and for the people who, for our, our, our supporters and patrons and just to, you know, show the culture of where we're from and and, and, yeah. what we're, and what we're into. You know, so very Oakland today. It's super Oakland today. You know, one thing about High Road Day, bro, is that like I don't know, the heat waves just decide to happen this weekend. That's what I heard. And every every year, the heat wave just happens this weekend. Is this the hottest though? This is the hottest. This ain't the hottest High Road Day, but this is the hottest it's been in the past however many months. Yeah, yeah. It's the hottest sure. it's been all summer in Oakland for yeah. real. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Folks are out here though, people yeah. enjoying themselves. Um, what do you think about hieroglyphics as a, as a crew, your lasting impact in, in hip hop? And do you think it's properly appreciated? Um, well, I think, I think one thing that, uh, we, that hieroglyphics can be looked upon as, like, you know, we've always been um, real grassroots, real underdog mm -hmm. style, real, really um, marching to the beat of our own drum. Um, kind of like not saying no to not 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 accepting no's from from whatever popular structure or or, or, um, or systems of how the mm -hmm. music is, is made and, and mm -hmm. trade um, breaking stereotypes uh, going against the grain and like we're, we're you know we're the underdogs man so we've been used to like not getting the, all the publicity and all of that and we we kind of like you know the, for us the people for those who know that's what we do it for yeah. And the yeah. more the more number that is, that's the great. It, that it seems dope. to be growing over time. I look around Oakland today, and the shit y'all was wearing, the things you were doing, yeah. um, are the things of today, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a trip. It's a trip that um, you know, we've been around long enough to wear like some things that we were into originally are now like retro and cool to yeah, get yeah, back yeah. into. And yeah. I, I look at that as like, I mean, that's I, I ain't got words for it, like, cause that's not something I could have like thought about. Yeah. being a thing like to even be I mean we coming up on 30 years since my first album since uh, Souls of Mission first album came on next year be 30 years is that right yeah and I'm like yo man this shit is ridiculous man so I, I, I try to live very like humble appreciative yeah. and full of gratitude man yeah. because it really is surreal to me every single day that like we just fans of music that yeah. was really hardcore fans fans enough to where we started making music yeah. and and happened to be in the right places and prepared at the right time like 30 odd years ago to, to make our dreams come true and here we are we still we still living our dreams and making our dreams and making a positive impact man so yeah. so I mean I look at every day like it's surreal and I'm and, and I'm thankful for it and I'm appreciative yeah. for it and that's just the way that's just the, uh, that's just how it is man I just it's hard to really just look at it without those kind of overwhelming feelings of, 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 yeah. of gratitude. Yeah, know? man, you guys have made a huge impact. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about this. What's up? You produced 93 Till. I did. How how did it feel when you, you came across the sample? I won't say what it is, but 
when you came across the record, can you oh, talk you, to you me? Can, you can say it because we cleared it. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, we is cleared that, it. Is, yeah. that, is that Heather? It's Heather. Um, it's uh, Heather by Billy Cobham on the album Wind. And yeah, so we cleared it. It's all legal. So um, yeah, when I came across the sample, I was just like, the way I found the sample is because back in the day, I used to look on the, um, I used to look and see who other producers sampled when they put yeah. their credits on the back of the, yeah. the tape, the cassette yeah. tapes in the credits. Right. And so I saw that um, that Premier had sampled something off of that album for Guru, for the uh, Gangstar second album, Step in the Arena. And I was like, okay. And I was, and when I saw Billy Cobham, I was familiar with the artist because I already had a couple of, of Billy Cobham albums. Yeah. So I was like, when I see that album, I'm a copy. And when I got it, I was like, this is the one that Guru sampled that song from, for, for uh, Gangstar. And when I heard that sample, I was like, yo, he didn't use this. I'm on it immediately. And um, and I, I played it on 45 because I didn't have much sa sa sampling time in my in my in my um in my ASR. So I had to speed it up to conserve sample time, and then I liked it sped up. So I just made the beat around that. It was it was kind of just lightning in the bottle, like you know. I was I was always making beats, and that was one of three I made that day. Yeah. Um, and um, I originally gave it to Pep Love, actually, uh, like just kind of like, hey, like the Pep, you'll sound good on this beat. And then after Souls heard it, they was like, nah, you got to take that back. But um, yeah, I just. I didn't, but you didn't, you didn't know it was gonna be like that. Nah, I, I just no. My mind didn't go further than I liked it a lot, and I thought it was dope. My mind didn't go. It wasn't until after we had finished the song in the studio that we listened back to it. It was like, yo, we might got something with this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, it yeah. wasn't like a pre-made hit. It was kind of like we were just making any other song for yeah. for that album. Right. Yeah. Which is coming up on 30 years. That's crazy. Uh, I know you're about to hit stage, man. I really appreciate you talking to us. A plus. Thank you so much. Man. Thank you for having me. That was a brief conversation with A plus, uh, super cool cat. Um, if you go on the Instagram, you can see my my childlike enthusiasm uh, <laughs> as I talked to him. I think the only the only photo where I've actually cheesed harder, and you can find it on my Instagram if you dig, is when I met Ronnie Lott. Oh wow! And I and I was okay. cheesing like literally like a four year old. Wow. I, I don't know if this is the time or place. It's probably not. But Dave and I have a pretty crazy story about hanging out with Ronnie Lott when we both worked at a place together. And Ronnie Lott came in with his family and this woman sang the national anthem. It was like, it was crazy. But it was super dope to meet Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott, again, is like a hero of mine. Like, if Absolutely. Joe Montana and Will Clark were like my main heroes, like Ronnie Lott and like Kevin Mitchell would be like. Ronnie is the, the only guy season. among them that has 9.5 fingers. Um, so he like is the he, most badass story you can possibly yeah, imagine. So, about and that same night, I actually met Marcus Allen, who was like, Ronnie, oh wow, yeah. he's like, Ronnie is crazy. Like, wow. <laughs> I was like, all right, um, but yeah, were you at a USC function? I was at a, a very strange fundraiser with Harry Connick Jr. What is so, going on? Who did not have said anyone right there? <laughs> what is going on right now? Uh, you can you can tap into our Patreon for the whole night. You should do a Patreon about like weird famous 
people. Yeah, our yeah, weird, weird few. famous they're, encounters. They're going to be boring stories because I never talk to the people. <laughs> I talk to Ronnie a lot a little bit. Yeah, anyway, I, I, let's... Any, but, but anyway, when we think about who made hits uh, <laughs> uh, in the 90s, um, and really, no, in the 80s, I think uh, Cool G Rap, who by the time he came on, we were all, uh, we had been cleansed from the backstage. We we're all kind of just engaging with it as fans and there well, was let me a... back it up a little bit though because what okay. basically what happened is right before we talked to a plus we ate yeah and like we were i think at that point we were kind of like okay dude like we're not chasing any more interviews <laughs> oh, like yeah, we're done right. so then we went back to the backstage stood by that weird bus again and smoked oh that's right that's and right then, then it was like officially we're not doing any more work <laughs> 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 and I, I think you know let's just be real about what it is to come for a festival it's like we got in for free we did our part to like try to promote it that's what we're doing right now everyone buy tickets for the next high road day yeah um sir. and then we're also fans like i'm like a little kid at this shit like, yeah these are like my yeah. heroes from when i'm a little kid everyone who's listened to this show knows that i listen to dell and souls and casual on the literal bus to middle school and that's why i love hip-hop so much you know what i totally. mean it's like totally. that part doesn't ever leave you i don't think yeah so. i've been doing music journalism for a minute and and that that sort of uh, fandom uh, never ends you know what i mean like my, my 16 year old is stoked every time i'm totally I need to see these guys and you know specifically with cool g rap i think um it, it, rem, it made me it reminded me that people who are the biggest fans of rap are other rappers totally. you know what i mean yeah so you so yep. i mean when when cool g rap um and as uh, damone mentioned in the intro um, with the with the whole intro where they had sound bites of like all the times he was mentioned. I mean, that was awesome. And then you see we I was standing next to DJ Albert Jenkins and um, Mr. Fab was mm -hmm. walking around get, giving everybody pounds. Um, Planet Asia was, was rapping along every every line, every yeah. cool G rap line. Dell's yep. like bopping along to every song. It's just really it was really a moment to behold, man. Like yeah. everybody became fans at that moment. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And it's like Hyro Day is a great platform. Um, they had they had young acts. Um, I didn't yeah. get to catch La, La Russell or or Stunamano too. Oh, but man. uh but they had younger acts, but then they had these legacy acts. And what I, I was curious to see how people would interact with it because I in the crowd, I didn't see a lot of people who were cool G rap age. I saw some, but I think we were definitely in the if they had done a survey of age strata, I think we were definitely towards the top. the top yeah but <laughs> you know how they do that like oh are you between 38 and 54 like, <laughs> like <laughs> that was us um but but uh cool g captivated the crowd um and it was great to see a literal legend do his thing so we got we did get some audio um of his performance so let's get into that now this is sound bites of cool g rap Spitting live, dad bod, rap pod. KG to the fucking all. KG to the fucking Let me say KG to the fucking all. KG to the fucking Let's get it, man. Yeah. Camille, Camille, Camille. If y'all know the words of this shit, I need y'all to sing it with me, yo. Yeah, I gotta get it, I gotta, I gotta get it. Four, five, six is in the mix. I'm hitting it with Chris. Four, five, six is in the mix. I'm hitting it with twins. Backtrack, time to get the bread. 
I walked on every single corner that I know inside the city. Kitties, I got a Batman in my pocket looking pretty. Woo. So who wanna get paid on the block? A thousand in the pot. Let's go and grab a knife from the stash spot. I'm shaking up and shaking up, rolling up, breaking up the creases in the pound cage. Keeping my fingers wrapped around the joint, and these niggas start pulling. Because I see it falling to the storm point. One by one, they lose it down the line. A 50 buck roll, a tough roll. Oh, nigga, pay me mine. I grab the dice, put the price on your man. I'm like, whipping as a sipping and a holly, getting a getting nice. I'm shaking up the cruise to get the better. Nigga sitting on the Barada Slady, or a bad man, I don't pull a better. Now the game is surrounded by some money, hokey bitches. I put the kisses on my fist above the triple sixes. And once again, I be the point that I shoot. That be putting crazy loot in the pocket of my army suit. Now who wanna go for the number round? I broke the flow of six. Hold up, now I see the fucking pound. Yeah, you niggas know what the name of the game is. I mean, you win this. You know, you know this shit that made a nigga famous. Look, it's not on the thing gone, I can't go wrong. But I'm for two hours long, still all strong. Close off bitches in the mix. I'm hitting them with tricks. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be. All right, that was Cool G Rap doing his thing. Um, the only thing is is the DJ's freaking laptop kept overheating. So the if so the shit it was slowing down and speeding up the beat. But Cool G in professional rapper fashion, just going with it. Didn't miss a beat, dude. Yeah, he really did. His it was. The exact set I would have wanted to see. Mm -hmm. He did it's mm -hmm. a demo. He did Poison. He did my favorite song, Ill Street Blues, which I was like, that's not his biggest hit or anything. I didn't mm -hmm. know if we were gonna get that one. Like, I fucking love that song so much, and he did it so great. He kind of remixed it a little bit. Um, the audio you guys just heard was a little bit of him doing four, five, six, which again is getting kind of later. Um, in the oeuvre it's not it's not all from the um you know the first couple albums but what a what a complete legend what a great great rapper from like a yeah. performance standpoint a technical standpoint a writing standpoint right. he just has some of the best most blistering rhymes to ever be committed to tape so um he, he killed it man i could not have been more impressed and to be able to watch that with cutso one of my best friends since we were little kids and we grew up listening to this music together it was like a super special moment and like we were we were geeking man we were totally like, i can't believe this is happening right now so much. It, it was so cool and it's funny because like cutso knows everyone like he introduced yeah. me to three people while cool g rap was rapping you know yeah, what i mean i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. hey dude yeah whatever you know like, yeah. <laughs> i am busy right now uh i will never remember your name because i'm doing this but it's just so funny to uh uh you know just to be able to see that and it the yeah. sun was setting and like i don't yeah, know if you guys right. look at the yep. pictures there's like a light pole or uh electrical pole above the stage that looks like a cross it's just like it's just a weird Damn. cool setting anyway he was so dope and then uh we did hang out for a little bit of master aces set um after telling marco polo jokes like the pool game all day <laughs> all wanted to see. Um, master ace and marco polo rock and master ace is someone we've talked to on the show another complete legend another person from the juice crew, i know i'm about to say juice crew That's yeah crazy. it was yeah. just like um it's just incredible to to be around these humble legends these like seemingly normal guys who possess this superpower to rock crowds and um Massa ace was great and i did catch a little bit of audio kind of on our way out like we were 
we were done. We were <laughs> we were yeah. needing to get back to our normal <laughs> lives, needing showers, needing food, needing uh, needing to kind of you know get back. And then I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everyone we rolled with and just say like the thing that united us all in the car ride was the new JID album. Yeah, oh, that's right. So interesting. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were having a, a moment with that. Um, and shout out one more time to Albert Jenkins, the person who volunteers to drive, number one. <laughs> that was clutch. Uh, which was super clutch. And then uh, also avoided, like, huge debris in the roadway. Totally. Oh, my God, that was totally. nuts. I forgot totally. about that. We yeah. swerved and was like, what happened? And he just nonchalantly was like, oh, yeah, there's a bumper in the car, yeah, in dude. the road that I just... <laughs> In you the know. fast lane of a five-lane freeway, there's yeah, like a totally, huge yeah. bumper. That and was he, so put, funny. he pushes, what is that, a Land Rover? He has a huge-ass car, whatever that is. Uh, is it a Land Rover, but I, I, a GMC maybe? Or it's yeah. um, it, it seats seven dudes. And right. Not, yeah. all, <laughs> not, small, not all like seven Daves. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> some Drews, some Paulers, yeah. some Nates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were the, we were the, the, the home team uh, rolling out. So shout out to everybody that that came through but yeah let's let's peep a little bit of the master ace performance yeah my master ace and marco polo performing get shot which great crowd at high row day there was never a whiff no tension or violence in the air nothing nothing. and souls mentioned or high row mentioned that as the end of their set it was like it it was just such a love vibe so yeah all love so uh get shot metaphorically (laughs) dead bod rap pod (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, listen, yo, I be the man in front of the fans, standing in spotlights, fam, you panhandling, animate, most top tens, you been rambling, running off the lips, big, Pam Anderson, you're a real sad man, play the mandolin, you're sitting home like you should curb with your wood paneling, face it, stuck in the basement, and panicking, stagnant, and can't move, but damn mannequin, everything you do in your life is self-damaging, truck scrambling, raw sex, Gun brandishing, can't stop. You got shot. Stop brandishing. Meanwhile, I'm in Spain. I'm in the Spanish shit. Bad beauty with the tan skin. Then we tell the bartender, give us your best brandishing. Hip hop's what we got a big advantage in. Ain't rich, not yet, damn, but your man's managing. All right, that was a clip from Master Ace's performance uh, at High Road Day. Of course, there were a lot of other performances which we did not capture because right. we're audio documentarians, we are bros <laughs> who are like doing shots of smoking blunts in between the things. But <laughs> um, but uh, there were a lot there were a lot of dope performances. Uh, Mr. Fab rocked for a little bit. I caught a bit of his set. Yeah. Um, Mar Ruby performed and, she, and she's great, not, not rap, but. We would um, be remiss not to mention the tribute tribute to Sumbi, uh, yes. you know, with the grouch there. And, and at yep. the end, it ended with um, Sumbi's family up on stage. It was really yep. dope, man. Again, um, super in line with the whole family theme and yeah. peace yep. and celebration. Absolutely, uh, with just a lot of uh, barrier rap luminaries in the house. Uh, Want to give a shout out to Hyro uh, for letting us come through and do the thing. Um, of course, Ian Davis for guiding us through it. The city of Oakland, for those who have never been to Oakland, Oakland still has magic. The Bay oh, is going through some things right sure. now, um, but there is still a magic about Oakland that I really appreciate and was on full display 
Rogue One uh, is a gem. Yeah. It has, if you've never been there, or if you've only been to the airport or a Warriors game or something, it has amazing architecture. It has amazing food. It has amazing mm-hmm. neighborhoods. It has amazing people. It's extremely close to Berkeley to the point where you can't tell which one you're yeah, in at some right. points. Yeah. Um, there, it's yeah. Uh, Mushrooms Lake are Merit legal now. Is a complete yeah. urban <laughs> gem. Like it's just, it's so dope there. I love Oakland. Yeah, and it, and it was a very Oakland Oakland uh, festival. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. the the look and feel of it. Um, down to the uh, I had high hopes for the vegan uh, jackfruit oh, frame pork. You somehow yeah. got a fire f- uh, festival sandwich. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, besides I really that, did. <laughs> I really yeah, it's did. It's like a, a comma thing. Instead of getting a fire festival sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> a fire festival sandwich. <laughs> Fuck up some commas. Um, but uh, shout out for, to Dave for letting me eat half of his catfish. Yeah, everybody uh, felt bad for you and get, uh, focused on the pesk side of your pescatarianness for a minute. That's because we are a team. Uh, we had a great time. We hope to be able to do it again. But uh, our festival, I guess we're on tour now. <laughs> we are the podcast tour. version of Fish. We are going to be at uh, the Happiness of Pursuit Festival in ontario california every time i say ontario they're like you going to canada like not yet but canada (laughs) we are available especially something in the bc area um but yeah we are going to the happiness of pursuit festival we will be doing interviews backstage and hanging out uh this year they have reason is headlining the far side will be there sci high sugar free ninth wonder uh our podcast patron open mic eagle will be performing um Merce is going to be hosting. hosting it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's going to be super dope. Um, the tickets are pretty affordable too. go to eventbrite or T H O P fest.net uh, for all the information, but we're, we were super glad to get the invite and we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, me and Nate are going to road trip. Dave is taking the PJ. Gonna, <laughs> Dave is like, I'm getting there five minutes before it starts, and then I'm leaving right as Reason hits the stage. No, uh, but we'll we'll all be down there kicking it for the Saturday. So please uh, consider um, coming down to SoCal and, and rocking with us and rocking with the festival. But you know what it is? It's the Dad Bod Rap Pod. We do this every Thursday. If you are a Twitter head, we are on Twitter at Dad Bod Rap Pod skillfully sidestepping conversations that are too hot skillfully um muting blocking ignoring (laughs) yes uh we watch we watch the we watch the chaos if you want to really hear our thoughts about the chaos join our patreon patreon.com slash dad bod rap pod um if you like hip-hop ephemera and pictures and such uh follow us on instagram at dad bod rap pod and you know um until the next festival, festival go to, go organizers. Day next year. Yeah, it's yeah, like, absolutely. You will have a good time, whether you come in from out of town and do the whole weekend, or if you're a Bay Arean who's somehow never been, or you forgot about it, or you stopped because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, go. You'll see a million people you know. You'll see people in the crowd. You'll see surprise guests. Yeah. You'll see uh, how beautiful our diverse uh music community in the bay area is and like i'm just like mad at myself for never having gone before even though i've been invited many times (laughs) it is a super dope event and uh we're really glad to be part of it shout out to everybody who helped put it together who attended who performed and 
yeah, it's uh, very hard to podcast in real life. And thanks to you guys for all that you did to help us uh, kind of conglomerate all of this. And yeah, it was really fun. Super fun. Yeah. Super fun. Absolutely. And the, the fun don't stop here on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, so stay tuned. Hot shit every Thursday. Dad Bod Rap it's like that in a hot rope with a gear. It's like that in a hot rope with a gear. It's like that in a hot rope with a gear. It's like that in a hot rope with a gear. It's like that in a hot rope with a gear. What's good, DBRP listeners? It's your boy, Dim One, here to tell you about the Dope Festival coming up on Saturday, October 1st in Ontario, California. It is called the Happiness of Pursuit Festival. Headlining this year's festival is Reason. The Far Side will be there. Sci High, Sugar Free, Ninth Wonder, Locksmith, Open Mike Eagle, and many, many more. The festival features three stages of live music, a graffiti section, Vendor Village, and much, much more. And by much, much more, what they mean is the Dad Bod Rap Pod will be in the building. So, uh, you know, we'll be there doing interviews. You should be there, too. Get your tickets now at Eventbrite or at thopfest.net. That's thopfest.net. And make sure to follow the festival at thopfest.net. Updates and more information. We'll see y'all in SoCal.